My name is Ian Campbell McKenna, and in this Procurement in 5 Minutes, I promise to tackle some of the biggest challenges and also answer the questions that our profession and our industry face on a day-to-day basis. What is it Einstein says? The sign of insanity is doing exactly the same thing and expecting a different outcome. Yeah. Have you got examples of that in, in your career where, obviously, as I said before, I don't mention any names, but where you've had a situation that someone has said, well, you don't do it this way, you do it that way, and you've found a different way of doing things to, to, to sort of add some context? I've got a really good example of somebody who worked in uh, one of my teams previously. They actually came in as a student and how it always worked before is students were given small projects, normally data entry projects that don't really bring procurement to life. And I asked this individual to go away and look at a big NDA project that would impact one of the largest brands in the UK. And they looked at it with such a different lens to anyone else in the department. And actually, most, if not all of their ideas were taken forward. And if we hadn't have given that person that opportunity, if we had just given them a data entry project and and put them in the corner, they probably would have gone back to their studies and potentially never joined procurement, which they now successfully work in. But we also wouldn't have had the added value of of how someone from a different background and who's at a different stage in their life and their career could come up with something different. Now, what is disappointing is following that individual, the next student didn't get the same opportunity. So there in itself lies a problem or a question is why not? Why don't we give big projects to placement students, apprentices, grads? Why do people have to work their way up? Don't they bring sometimes the best soft skills like that individual's presentation skills their ability to be persuasive and win over stakeholders were phenomenal they're not skills that I could teach them they're skills they had learned themselves and like you said the hard skills can be taught and it's number one how do we find these people and how do we inspire them to bring that into procurement because those skills could be used elsewhere and I'm sure there are lots of other teams trying to tap that individual up now but actually the same soft skills are required in procurement and And are we giving those people the opportunity to shine? The stat you mentioned about procurement not necessarily being seen to add value is interesting because I think if that's the case, then I would bring in lots of different people and I would try and show value in so many different lenses. What is value and where are they seeing it? If they're seeing it from another department, how are that department delivering value? Who's in their team? How do they show change, innovation, success? And procurement needs to be able to be agile enough to mimic that and and to present itself in the same light. Do you think a lot of this boils down to when we're bringing procurement professionals into a business? Because from my experience, and you know, I've been in the recruitment world for, for over a decade, what really surprises me is we've got all this technology at our disposal and we don't look at, for example, doing a diagnostic of the team, looking at personalities, looking at emotional intelligence, looking at cognitive ability, looking at learning agility, which, may I add, is probably the the most accurate benchmark of predicting future performance. What really surprised me is we just don't do any of that. and We have two, three interviews or maybe a panel interview and we make that decision. Do you think we should be doing a lot more to understand the team dynamics than just a quick couple of interviews and job offer? Do you know what? I think we miss it even before that. 
how are we getting the right people to apply? If our job yeah. adverts and our ability to connect with people in the procurement industry comes at a certain stage in people's career or at a certain age for people or people with a certain background or qualification, we're missing 80% of our audience. Um, I think I've mentioned this before, but why are we not in schools, colleges, universities showing off our function? My partner works in engineering and regularly gets asked to go and talk in schools and colleges and no one's ever asked me to go and do the same for procurement. And I think we're missing a massive trip there. We don't necessarily show off procurement to be the fun, interesting, no days the same work world that I know and love. In my career, I have done many different things as part of interview processes, including writing documents or being in big team presentations with different people that I've never met until the day. And I do think those challenges show off different skill sets. But I do think we need to be making sure that we're making our job adverts and our processes inclusive and appealing and that we're getting as many diverse people apply to them so that we're seeing the unique skills that each of them can bring and more success into procurement. You've had a really good point. I wrote an article on LinkedIn about it saying the obituary of the job specification. Procurement need to get involved. I think every business function needs to get involved and not outsource it to another business department and actually tell a story, help people understand what's involved. I think being open and transparent is super important. Tell people what the salary is because Writing competitive salary is very ambiguous. What mm-hmm. does that actually mean? Competitive salary to you and to me could be opposite worlds apart. So we have to be a lot more succinct and tell people what it is. I think we need to, to tell people more about not just things like salary, but where procurement can take you. Procurement's not necessarily the end. You might enter procurement and love the business area that you partner with and move into that business unit. You might take the role from CPO to COO to CEO. And I don't think we highlight enough to people that the skill sets we're looking for are business skill sets. They're transferable and the opportunities in procurement to work on big projects, to touch all different parts of the business and get to know how they work are really easy for people to do in this function. And I do think, yeah, bring it to life. I'm quite fortunate that I've always worked in retail and I can take people to a physical building and say, this is what we buy. This is the stuff you can impact. But I think in many businesses, we don't spend enough time doing that. We rely on brand names or websites for potential candidates to go and look at. And really, as procurement leaders, we should be out there not just championing the world of procurement, but also the companies that we're working for and the importance of procurement within those businesses. That's a great point, Lauren. Thanks for bringing that to everybody's attention. What would your final thoughts be if if you're giving advice to your listeners out there? What would your final thoughts entail? Yeah, I'd say if you're an applicant, and I've learned this lesson the hard way when I reflect on my career, apply for the job that interests you. Don't feel like you need to be 100% of the job specification. Make sure that you detail how you think your background, your skills, or even just your enthusiasm links to what they're looking for and what you believe you can deliver in that position. And for the the people out there hiring or who have the ability to influence the talent entering their teams, I would say be as open as you can to bring different people into your team of different backgrounds, different ages, different experiences, because there is nothing that we can't learn from one another. We'll only benefit from sharing what we do as a department more broadly. 
That's great, Horn. Thank you very much. Some great insights from you there. And I hope that you feel a lot better. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Great insights from another one of our thought leaders. Be sure to share the link far and wide. And of course, I look forward to our next five minutes together. Bye for now and have a great and a productive day.